0: Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. As he looks into the face of death, At the hands of his enemies, Shakespeare's young King Richard II says, The love of wicked men converts to fear, that fear to hate. And hate turns one or both to worthy danger and deserved death. We're about to see how a kind of love became so poisoned with fear and evil that it became transformed into brutality and hatred. And finally, a kind of death. I heard what you said to my mother. Why do
1: you hate her so? No
2: more than I despise you, my husband. Shut your ugly mouth! <laughs> you <laughs> shot me! You <laughs> dare The yes. little weakling did! No, stop it.
1: Stop it, Torres. <laughs>
2: Put down that poker. You'll kill me! And if I did, it might be the best thing that happened to both
1: of us. <laughs>
0: mystery drama, The Corpse That Would Not Die, was adapted from the Émile Zola classic Thérèse Racquin, especially for the Mystery Theater, by Arnold Moss, and stars Patricia Elliott. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The scene, the left bank of Paris during the last few years of the reign of Napoleon III. The Passage du Pont-Neuf is a dark and gloomy corridor, no more than 30 yards long, a block away from the River Seine. The air is the wet, chilling air of a vault, for the sun never touches the Passage du Pont-Neuf. A row of rundown, dismal shops fronts on either side of the narrow street. One bears the sign, Racan, Dry Goods. It is evening. Inside, by the gloomy light of a flickering oil lamp, the proprietress of the musty little shop, Madame Racan, a plump old lady in her late 60s, is seated in a wheelchair. A huge red cat snuggles on her lap.
2: Camille, my dear?
1: Yes, mother. You've
2: locked the iron shutters over the shop window?
1: Yes, I have, mother.
2: Therese, you've put away the needles and thread Madame Grivet did not purchase. I have, Madame Ah, Is my cup of chamomile tea ready, Therese? Uh, Here it is, Madame. Ah, what a wonderful fragrance chamomile has. I think I would never have a night of peaceful sleep without my cup. Oh, uh, will you join me, Camille?
0: Each night you ask, each night I answer. No thank you, Mother.
2: Now, I think only of your good, my precious boy. You are not the strongest
1: man in the world. Tell me again, Mother, for the ten-thousandth time. I know, I know. You
2: must not mock your mother. Your mother loves you. If I
0: didn't see that things were done for you, who would? Do you forget? I now have a wife, have I not, Therese?
2: Yes, Camille, you certainly have a wife.
0: And you're as strong as I am weak and beautiful. What's more? What else could a man ask for? What
2: I do, Camille, I do.
1: For my own good, I know.
2: Oh, Frost, why, well, you're getting heavier every Ah, day. Oh, you've grown to be the biggest cat in the neighborhood. I'm <laughs> the handsomest. Well, thank goodness tomorrow is thirst. I'll have to put more oil in the table lamp. Oh, and have you seen that there's enough firewood for a really good fire? Inspector Michaud likes a warm fire. Yes, there's plenty of wood. We mustn't let police inspector Michaud think we're pinching pennies. <laughs>
0: Not with your 40,000 francs in the bank, we mustn't.
2: I'll take your cup, madame, if you're finished.
1: Uh, by the way, I've asked a friend of mine to join us at Domino's tomorrow night. Fellow employee at the office.
2: Oh, is he? What's he
0: like? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tall, handsome. Name's Laurent. Laurent Duchesne. The women can't keep their eyes off him, or their hands. Fancies himself a portrait painter. You'll like him, Mother. So will you, Therese.
2: I look forward to meeting him. Oh, Ten o'clock, bedtime. Therese, whenever you are ready to lift this poor cripple out of her wheelchair and up into her bed. I'm ready. Uh, thank you, my dear. Up. Up, Roswell. Off oh, my lap. Dreadful animal. You said something. Uh, uh, no, nothing.
1: Uh, is there anything I can do to help?
2: As always, just stay out of the way. Now, here we go. Madame. Uh, your right arm, around my neck.
1: I'll uh, I'll go up ahead. I think the door to Mother's room is closed.
2: If only Camille were well and strong, he would carry me to my bed. We both know that, Madame. As his wife, I have learned to live with it. Oh.
1: The door was open all the time.
2: There you are, Madame. Oh. oh. I'll be back to undress you in a moment. May the time come when I shall carry you to your bedroom for the last time. What was that that is? Only that... Only that someday soon may the good Lord see fit to put life back into your limbs. Is there anything else, madame? No, thank you. I'm quite sleepy. Good night to you both.
1: Uh, Sleep well, mother.
2: Good night, madame.
0: I heard what you said to my mother. Why do you hate her so?
1: No
2: more than I despise you. I made my bed without realizing what I was getting into. Now I have no choice
1: but to lie in it. I am your husband. This is your home.
2: Oh, you keep telling me. But for me, this is no home. It's more like a chilling, newly dug grave. Therese. (gasps) Don't touch me (laughs) Of your hand turns my stomach. Oh! Yes, by all means, bring your friend tomorrow night. It will be refreshing to have a man
1: now. Shut your ugly mouth! Ah! You slapped me! Huh. You dead! You little weakling dead! No, no, stop it, Therese. Now, put down that poker. You'll kill me! If
2: I did. It might be the best thing that could happen to both of us. Oh.
1: You're sure you won't join us at Domino's, Monsieur Laurent? Not uh, till I finish Camille's portrait. As you please. I have a three blank which I place here. What do you say to that, Camille?
0: Blank four here, Inspector Michel. Uh,
1: Four six here. And double six here. My game again. <laughs> this has been my night for dominoes.
2: The tea, madame, if you are ready. Oh, uh, Monsieur Duchesne, time for a cup of tea and a biscuit.
1: Oh, thank you, madame. In a moment, a few more strokes around Camille's eyes, and his portrait will be finished. And do call me Laurent, won't you?
2: Oh, if it pleases you. me, show your tea. And do finish your story about this um, uh,
1: Bernard. Thank you. As I was saying before, this chap Bernard got away with murdering two of his wealthy wives. In both instances, he came up behind them while they were taking a bath in their big tin tubs, held their heads under water until they were quite dead. It wasn't until he killed the third that we caught up with him. That was his big mistake. Are you saying, Inspector, that he should have done away with each of them by uh, varying the pattern of his murders? Oh, if he had, it might have taken us a bit longer to find him. You brew a tasty cup of tea, Therese. Thank you, Inspector. Uh, Laurent, when may we look at my portrait? After we've had our tea, dear friend. I I think you'll be pleased. You uh you paint from models, of course. Oh, of course. Women models? Well, certainly. Mostly what I suppose you might call, uh, friends of mine. You you mean women come to your studio and pose for you in the, uh, <laughs> without clothes? Well, of course. Why not? Well, that must make you feel ever so funny. I know it would make me feel strange. I, I wouldn't know where to turn my eyes.
2: Really, Camille? Your team, Monsieur Laurent.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, I, I, I once had this lovely redhead as a model. Beautiful features, firm white flesh, gorgeous body. And I was right in the middle of Oh Oh
2: Oh, oh, oh dear, what what have I done? Oh, oh. oh, I am so terribly sorry. Oh, you yeah. spilled the whole cup of tea all over Laurent's trousers.
1: Oh. Therese, how could you be so awkward?
2: Oh, here, here, let let me wipe your trousers with this
1: cloth. No, no, it's really all right.
2: Oh, my hand is still shaking. Oh, please do forgive me. As
1: though it had never happened, my dear Therese.
2: Francoise, the cat, happened to brush by me as I was handing you the cup. No, 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 no.
1: Not another word. You know, when you look at me with those big, sad, beautiful eyes, I feel that that I am the one to blame.
2: You're very kind. Oh, Therese, would you get a couple of more logs from outside? The fire's getting a bit low. Yes, madame.
1: Yes, madame. Don't 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 you call her mother? I do not. Uh,
2: excuse
1: me. Let me help you with the logs, Therese. Oh, there's no need, Laurent. She is strong.
2: I can carry them all along, but
1: if you wish... I insist. Now, let me go with you, please. The domino pieces are set up for another game. May I help myself to another biscuit? Oh, please do, Inspector.
2: Oh, what a charming man, your painter, Camille.
1: Yes, I'm very fond of him. He makes Therese a little nervous. Is that why she spilled the tea over him? Of course. Didn't you see that? Her hands are as steady as a rock. Not a nerve in her whole beautiful body.
2: In the Inspector Michaud, you see everything. <laughs> Even sometimes when there's nothing there. <laughs> Perhaps. Oh, no, no. <laughs> now, you see, you were wrong, Inspector. <laughs> they seem to be getting along quite well. She's not a bit nervous.
1: <laughs> and here, madame, are your Ah, uh, Thank you. Uh, will you permit me to place one or two on the fire?
2: Oh, thank you, Laurent. But isn't it time we saw the portrait you've been painting of Camille? Why not? Turn up the lamp, Therese.
1: I, uh, turn the easel so. And there it is. Oh,
2: Oh, no. I I can't believe it. I, I really don't believe it. Is that how I look to you, Laurent? But that's not you he's painted, Camille. Where well, the features are twisted and, and distorted. The hair soaking with water. And the color, the the greenish, the look of a man who's been drowned. Laurent, what have you done?
1: Well, an artist only paints what he sees.
2: But that is not a portrait of my son. What you have painted is the face of death. <laughs> I am, my darling. Oh, how wonderful it is to be here in your little studio.
1: How oh, happy I am that you're here.
2: Oh, if you could only know what I've been through these past few months. Oh, buried alive in that horrible shop. And when he puts his cold, clammy hands on me, my blood freezes.
1: But we're changing all that, aren't we? You and I. Oh,
2: yes. Yes, we are, my darling.
1: Oh Laurent,
2: I love you so
1: And I love you. There's a cloud of fire that surrounds you. It it burns into my body. I, I I could never
2: what's wrong?
1: These stolen moments are, are too few, Therese. They're not enough for me.
2: Nor for me.
1: I want to sleep the whole night beside you and be awakened in the morning by your warm kisses. Oh,
2: I want that too, my love. But how can we?
1: Accidents happen every day. Do they not? Laurent? A foot may slip, a tile could fall, and the only guilty party would be the wind. But
2: how, Laurent?
1: Trust me, my angel. I shall find a way. Did you hear anything?
2: Outside the door, it sounded like Madame's cat, Francois. How could that be? He may have followed me here.
1: Shh! shh, shh. Quiet, quiet. (laughs) Nobody. It's not a thing. It was only. In our imagination. But
2: why should we have both imagined the voice of Francois at the very same moment? Hold me close, Laurent. I'm very
0: afraid. Ralph Waldo Emerson, a wise man that he was, observed that whenever a man commits a crime, God finds a witness. That every secret crime has its reporter. Laurent and Therese Raquin have already committed one crime, adultery. They are contemplating still another. Was there a reporter to their first act? Where will their dark plans lead them? To act two, of course. I shall return shortly. Sunday afternoon toward the end of September at Saint-Ouen, a beautiful wooded section on the outskirts of Paris along the River Seine, where the less fashionable Parisians of a hundred years ago gather for their picnics. On this particular morning, Therese Raquin, her husband Camille, and her newly acquired lover, Laurent, are in a narrow little rowboat they have hired. They've spotted a tiny island in the river, away from the Sunday crowds, where they can set up their picnic lunch in a clearing among the gums.
1: There we shouldn't have too much farther to go. A few
2: minutes, no, no more, and we we should be there, Laurel. We'll take your
1: time. We're not in all that much of a hurry. Oh, sorry. Keep the boat steady, please. I, I will. I will. Of course. Now remember, I can't swim—not a stroke. When I was a child, mother never allowed me to swim. Of course. You, on the other hand. Like a fish, Camille, like a fish.
2: We're going to have the island all to ourselves. Oh,
1: the water looks so cold and forbidding. This must be the deepest part of the river. Uh, Since we're in no particular hurry, is it all right if we just drift for a while? Why not? Just don't move about, either of you, please.
2: (laughs) Oh, everything is so beautiful. So quiet
1: and peaceful. We can hardly see the people on the shore and uh, nobody can see us. It's our own little world. Floating here on the river with my wife and my best friend. I wish this moment would never have to come to an end. Yes, but like everything else, dear friends... It must. Oh, in in oh, fact, oh, it oh, oh, for you, Camille. Oh, what, what are you doing? You're all, you left off the boat. We'll, we'll all fall into the river. We'll drown. No, not all of us, Camille. Not all of us. Stop him. Stop him. Stop
2: him. Hold oh, um, out, out of it. Oh, oh, I got him. He can't get away. He's holding onto the side of
1: the boat. We'll take care of that. My put on oh, his fingers. Also. Oh, 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 oh. Now, over the side, my boy, into the... ah, ah, He's sucking his teeth into the flesh of my ah, neck. ah, Let go, Camille, let ah, go! Now, now into the river, my friend. ah, Start rowing your while I hold his head under the water. So, so... (coughs) Uh, Are you all right, Travis? I,
2: I don't know.
1: I think so. Well then, then don't waste a moment. Slide uh, over the side of the boat into the water quickly. I, From this side. Uh, and then I'll I've captived the boat and join you. I, 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 Inspector Michaud is exactly what happened When the boat overturned, I reached first to save Therese And by the time I'd rescued her, it was too late, alas, for poor Camille He disappeared under the waters of the Seine Dear me, dear me, how dreadful Monsieur Laurent, how shall we break the news to his dear mother? That's exactly why I came to you, Inspector You, as a former policeman, as well as one of Madame's oldest friends... You did well, Monsieur Laurent. Poor Therese, so young and a widow. What will become of her, I wonder? Who's to console her? It would be an honor and a privilege to do whatever I could for the widow of... one of my dearest friends. So? I apologize to the memory of Camille for what I'm about to say at this sad moment. But if Therese would accept me, I should be very proud to be her husband. You're a fine fellow, Long. And most understanding. Tomorrow, the salvage men of the police will drag the river for the body. Drag? Oh, of course. There must be a proper certificate of death issued by the city coroner at the morgue because officially, legally, where there's no body, there is, of course, no death. Good morning, morning, monsieur. You're bright and early, as usual. I must find the body of Camille Rucker. So you say each morning you come here to the morgue to visit my unfortunate guests. Oh.
0: Ah. Still not used to it after coming
1: here every morning for, what is it, over a week? Well, it's the smell, the... Dampness of the walls, the rows of gray stone slabs. Mistakes mm, uh, getting used to. Uh, this way, please. Uh, here.
0: Would this one be your friend?
1: Well, it's a little hard to tell the flesh is so deco... That's him. That's Camille. They found him at last. No, no, don't take it too hard, Monsieur. We all have to go sometime, sooner, or later. The eyes, the lids are wide open. The eyes are staring right at me. Easy, monsieur. You're sure he's the one? Oh, yes, yes, I am. But all you have to do now is to swear to the identity of the corpse and a legal certification of death will be issued to the police. Thank you, thank you, monsieur. And, uh, for your trouble? Oh, the gentleman is most generous. Thank you, monsieur. Not at all. That certificate of death may well be worth some 40,000 francs. Laurent?
2: Laurent? Laurent, are you all right? Wake up. Wake up, you're shivering.
1: Oh, Therese, I... I managed to doze off for a moment. I... I had another horrible nightmare.
2: So did I. T- tell me, what was yours?
1: It was... before we were married. It was a dark, starless night. I'd left my studio. I was running through the streets to you in your bedroom. I got to the passage, to the back door. I lit a match to light my way. It went out. I lit another... In a dim bluish light, I heard weird voices. i I thought I saw monstrous shapes against the walls. It was It was hard to breathe. I climbed the steps. I opened the door which you had left unlocked. I quickly undressed. I got into bed where you, all white were waiting for me. I started to kiss you. Yes, yes, what what then? It was not you. But Camille, as I had seen him in the morgue, green, disfigured, his hair plastered to his face by the waters of the river. Oh, how dreadful. The corpse held out its arms to me, cackling hideously, poking oh. out a stump of a black tongue from between its white teeth. Oh, and, then, and then a moment later, I was standing in front of a cracked mirror looking at the red scar on my neck, the one Camille had ripped into my flesh with his teeth. And as I looked, with Camille's grinning face behind mine, the wound grew larger and larger, eating a black hole into my neck. My neck on fire, and always his his twisted face behind me, mocking me with his dead yellow eyes. Uh, Laurent, go back
2: to sleep, if you can.
1: Tell me what you dreamed.
2: It was much worse. Much more frightening. I, too, dreamed of a time before our marriage. What happened? Well, it was a time when I loved you and you loved me. A time when the touch of your lips on mine, your body against mine, was the only reason for my being alive my entire
1: life. What happened in the dream, Therese?
2: You embraced me. You kissed me we became one and then then I awoke and I found myself biting into my pillow to stifle my sobs as I used to when Camille was still alive oh how long has it been since you wanted to touch me Laurent? how long has it been since I wanted to touch you Since the day we murdered Camille, we've never once desired each other.
1: I don't want to talk about it.
2: To me, that is the most horrifying thing that could have happened to both of us. Because now, Laura, we are both murderers. With nothing to hold us together.
1: How long have you been sitting there, staring into the flames... I couldn't sleep. I was
2: cold. I got out of bed and lit a fire. We killed Camille. His corpse is always here between us. His dead body is turning our limbs to ice.
1: Therese. Look. Where? What is it? There. Here? In that shadowy corner over there. He's followed us here. It's Camille. Camille. <gasps> Don't, don't don't, move, Therese. How green his face is and how thin. How yellow those staring eyes. He's come back from the grave. Be
2: quiet, Laurent. You'll wake, Madame Rican. What shall we do? You fool. Look closely. Have you forgotten? Wait. It's only his portrait. The one you painted that Thursday night the first time we met. Of course.
1: His portrait. By the light of the fire it looked so Turn it to the water, Theraz.
2: No. No, I can't. I I can't go anywhere near it. Then I
1: will. I'll do even better. What are you, what are you looking for? My large hunting knife
2: there, on on top of the dresser.
1: You remember how upset the old woman was when she looked at the portrait the first time?
2: She said it was not Camille's face she had painted, but the face of death. Mm -hmm. How bright she was.
1: Now neither she, nor you, nor I will ever have to look at it again. Wait! what are you doing? Never again! Never. Never! Never! You've ripped the portrait to shreds! And with it, The last memory of Camille. For both of us, I hope.
0: In the writings of an ancient Roman philosopher, we find these words. A man who has done another man an injustice... can receive no greater punishment than to have done the injustice. And however harsh his punishment, no penalty can be more brutal than the whipping he takes from his own guilt. True. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. The guilt starts piling up and in the end, destroys us. Therese and her husband, Laurent, have already wrecked what love there ever was between them by the murder of Camille. How much further will their guilt lead them? It's another Thursday evening. In the dingy little room behind her tiny dragwood shop, Madame Raquin sits in her wheelchair, the cat Francois on her lap, playing dominoes with her old friend, police inspector Michaud.
1: And I place my double blank here, madame, next to your six blank. What do you say to that?
2: I say, Inspector Michaud, that you remained a bachelor all your life because you couldn't be all that lucky, both at love and at domino. <laughs> Ten o'clock, madame. Uh, time for bed. Oh, already? Well, so it is, so it is. Would you like me to carry oh. you upstairs, Mother? Oh, it's very kind of you, Laura, my boy, but Therese is used to it by now. Oh, up we go. Uh-huh. So, good night, Michaud. Perhaps I'll have better luck next Thursday. Good night,
1: Laura. Good night, Madame Hecker. Sleep well, Mother. The old girl is slowing down a bit, I fear. Yes, I'm afraid so. That uh, case you were telling us about before, I didn't quite follow you. The, the young woman who was drowned? Oh, that one. Not a trace of water in her lungs, which led the authorities to believe she had died of natural causes. And uh, what made them change their minds? A person can drown or be drowned if he's taken by surprise. Surprise suffocation, we call it. Not a drop of water in the lungs. It all happens...
2: Madame, I kind of gets heavier and heavier every time I carry her up and down those stairs.
1: Oh, time for me to go must get my eight hours. Keeps me young and spry. I'll say good night to you two. Good night, Inspector. Until next Thursday. Until uh, next Thursday. Until next Thursday. Beautiful night, isn't it? That stupid, boring old fool. Oh, why can't we
2: just pack up and leave? Start a new life somewhere. Anywhere
1: what would we use for money? When that miserable old woman signs a paper handing over her 40,000 francs to us, we can think about going away. But not before. But even if we were to... Yes, Laurent. Even if we went to the ends of the earth, he would follow us. Camille. Who else? When we lie awake at night in our bed, you near one edge, I near the other, he... He lies there between us. Stop. Stop saying those things. No, I tell you, Therese, I can hear him breathing. I can feel his cold, wet body next to mine turning the sheets to ice. Therese, you're not really a widow. You never were. What are you saying? You're still married to the man we drowned. There's somebody at the front door. Do you hear it?
2: Who could it be in the middle of the night?
1: Don't move. I'll see.
2: <laughs> it's Francois. I didn't know he was still out. I thought we'd already let him in.
1: That cursed cat. Go away.
2: Away. It's soaking wet, dripping with water. And it's a beautiful night out
1: there. The sky is clear and filled with stars. Shh. Don't you jump onto that table. Give me that iron poker, Therese. No. Get down off that table. Look out, Laura. He's getting ready to spring at you. I'm not afraid of him.
2: He's going to spring for your neck. Watch out.
1: Look at those unblinking yellow eyes, how they stare at me. And why does he drip with the smell of the river?
2: Put down that poker, Laura.
1: Look out. He's going for your throat. I know who you are. Camille. I killed you once. Now stay dead, Camille. Die! Die! Let him be, Laurent.
2: Your neck is bleeding where he bit you. Let it
1: bleed. It's bled before. You know something, Therese? What? The day I first set eyes on you. I cursed that day. And so
2: do I, Laurent. That was the blackest day of my life. (laughs) why did you throw the painting to the floor and the easel?
1: I'm disgusted with the whole thing. I do nothing but paint, 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 and look at them. Every one of them. They're not bad, Laurent. That's not the point. Look. Here's Monsieur Tristan, the tobacconist, and here Madame Colomb, the greengrocer, and there the three children of the postman. Can't you see what's wrong? Are you blind? I... I don't know
2: what you're talking about
1: Look at the eyes The texture of the skin The expression on the faces They're all the same Every face I paint Has his expression Some, some feature of Camille's On every face A look of agony and terror I, I, I begin to see what you mean In spite of everything I do The mouth of each of them Is, is distorted into an ugly grimace The same look That was on Camille's face When we drowned him
2: when you drowned him. What? You picked him up. You stepped on his fingers when he clung to the side of the boat. You threw him into the river. You pushed his head into the water and kept it there as he choked out his dying breath. Therese,
1: you're as guilty as I am of Camille's death.
2: It's your word against mine.
1: You liar! Oh! We planned every step of it together! Oh!
2: Throat. I can't
1: breathe. I murdered Camille, and so did you. Oh. Oh. We did it together. Say so, Therese, say so. Oh. 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 All, right.
2: All right, we did it together. You and I, we both murdered. Madame oh. Rekha. Oh. Oh. What are you doing here? I heard every word you said. I was here in my wheelchair, in the doorway. Your backs were to me. You you killed my son. My only son. You... I oh, don't... What's wrong with her?
1: Her body's gone rigid. Her hands and feet are stiff. She doesn't move. Only her eyes. We must call a doctor. She's had a stroke. Easy with her now, Law. Hold it, chair still while I put her into it. There.
2: There. Look at her eyes. You see us, hear us, don't you? But you can't speak a word, can you, dear madame?
1: Nor lift so much as a finger of your dying old body.
2: She says everything with her eyes. She accuses us with her eyes.
1: Isn't it a pity, old lady? We murdered that miserable son of yours, Therese and I. We drowned him in the river. And nobody will ever know, except the three of us. I curse
2: you from the bottom of my soul for what you've done. Maybe it would be wiser if if she didn't sit here tomorrow night when Inspector Michaud comes.
1: Well, what harm is there? He'd ask for her, surely. Besides, the doctor's told us there's no hope for her. If she ever manages to speak again, it'll be the last breath she ever takes. <laughs> We wait for Therese. Uh, she'll be down in a moment. Let's set up the pieces for the game, shall we? And how is my old friend, Madame Raquin Ready to watch our Domino's game for the championship of the evening? <laughs> I can see the light of anticipation shining in your eyes. <coughs> and how is the good Francois? Uh, unfortunately, Inspector, the poor creature is still limping from whatever he did to his leg. <laughs> He sits there like some red-haired monarch, silent on madame's lap, glaring at you, Laurent.
2: Sorry to delay the game,
1: Inspector Michel. Ah, there you are, Therese. We're all set.
2: I'll sit here, between you and madame.
1: You begin, Laurent. All right, I begin with a 4-3 piece, followed by my 3-5 piece here hmm And a double four. So. Wait. Laurent, twice. Look. Well, what is it? Madame Racan. Her right hand. It's moving. Ever so slowly. With the greatest effort. She's forcing it up the leg of the table. Well, this is the first time she's moved since her stroke. Look at her eyes. She's m- moving the tip of her index finger. Trying to get our attention. Yes, madame, what is it you want? What can we do for you?
2: If my strength holds out, you will know. Just watch my finger. I'm trying
1: to trace a letter on the aisle. She's made a T and an H and
2: an E now uh, an R T H E R.
1: She's spelling your name, Therese. Go on, Madame. We're following you, Therese. And Therese and L. A-U-R. Now she's spelling your name, Laurent. Therese Laurent. Don't stop now, madame. Go on. My strength is leaving me. I
2: don't
1: know if I can. Go on. She's getting tired. H. A. V. E. Therese and Laurent have...
2: Have what? Her finger stopped. Her hand has slipped off the table and back into her lap.
1: Has either of you any idea what she might have been trying to tell us? No, not the slightest. Therese? I I wouldn't know. What could she have meant? Therese and Laurent have... What? What? I'm going
2: up to sleep, Laurent.
1: It's late. How can you even think of sleep after what we saw her do tonight? We'll never be safe now. If she did it once, she could do it again.
2: Sooner or later, Michaud will learn the truth. (laughs) She'll find a way to tell him.
1: Just being here in the same room with her is enough to make me sick. With her and with you. You
2: are Poisoned with guilt and by each other. You know how I despise you, Laurent. (laughs) And myself. Good. Loathe each other. Torment each other from morning till night. Keep digging your own graves. Then bury yourselves alive in them. While I watch you destroy yourselves and each other. And that's my dear. Dear
0: children, that is your punishment. Camille will be avenged. Stiff and silent, Madame Racquin sits in her wheelchair, the big red cat in her lap, feasting her eyes on Laurent and Therese. Eyes that crushed them with brooding hate. Murder, though it have no tongue, will speak with most miraculous organ. You suppose Emil Zola, at age 26, as he wrote the final page of his story, remembered those lines of Shakespeare? I shall return shortly. Zola made this comment about Therese Raquin, one of the first of his many great novels. I looked at myself as a scientist. I applied to two living bodies, Therese and Laurent, the same method that a surgeon would apply to corpses. This in order to discover how conscience can drive a criminal to despair and madness, to degradation and moral decay. Our cast included Patricia Elliott, William Redfield, Mary Jane Higby, Roger DeCoven, and Arnold Moss. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.
1: And now, a preview of our next tale. Here you are, boss. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah, good crowd.
2: Uh, your friend, the, uh, owner of this place?
1: Oh, he does things right, you'll see. I well, have a good time in the boat, dear. Now, watch your step getting now, Mrs. Manon.
2: Thank you, Corey.
1: Yeah, be back at one o'clock, huh? Right. Claire, you're gonna have one of the finest meals you ever. Will- ah! Down,
2: down, Claire,
1: down on the pavement. Hey, are you all right, boy? Yeah, yeah, we're both fine. Here, let me help you out, honey. Really. Where is he? he? He ran off into an alley someplace. Did you get a good look at him? Oh no, no, it happened so fast. I it was it was a kid, boy, some young punk. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't believe it. What, what? What is it? That kid. That took those shots at you. Well, I'll swear to my life. That was your son, Mrs. Menon. Your son, Aaron. Aaron? Corey, how sure are you? Positive.
0: Mrs. E. G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time. Pleasant dreams.